We went to an NDRE concert a few years ago in Mountain View, and Bradley and I got there early, and I was so glad we did, because we watched the preparations, and the preparations were elaborate. And there was a woman who came out and basically set up what everything looked to me like an altar, and there was fixing the altar and adjusting the altar and putting items on it with great sacredness. And I mean, it was an elaborate process of preparation. And so that is what we do on a day like Palm Sunday. It's all about preparation. It's preparation for the big event. It's preparation for the week that is about to happen. It's the entry into the Holy Week that culminates with the resurrection of the Spirit inside of us, the strength, the courage, the wisdom, all those spiritual qualities being called forth. Today is an important day because it's the, it's the doorway, the threshold that we cross to, to move toward that experience. So Palm Sunday in the historical experience was the day that the people gathered because Jesus was coming into Jerusalem. Jerusalem metaphysically is the spiritual center. So this teacher, this healer, this miracle worker was coming to back to the spiritual center and the people were very excited. And so they took palm fronds and they, lay, they, they wove them, but they also laid them like, as if it was, they were creating a red carpet. You know, and, and he comes on a donkey, the symbol of humility, right? <laughs> and, and, and as he's coming through, the people are crying out. Anybody know what they were crying out? What was the word? Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. What does that mean, Hosanna? Well, it actually typically has two meanings. One is a rallying cry that says, save now, save now. And the other is a blessing, like heap blessings upon this one. This is a good thing. We want to praise this thing. So heap blessings on this one and favors upon them. So if you think about that, there is a theological fork in the road right there, right? So some of us went the route of following this teacher and thinking of him as our savior, and, and still chanting, save us, right? Still the Hosanna chant is save us. And some of us, those in unity, went the route of blessing and said, heap blessings upon this innate divine Christ that is being demonstrated by this person, this teacher, this way shower. So blessing both the person who showed the way, but really blessing ultimately the Christ that was embodied by and showed us the way to follow. So there is um, that, that rallying cry that's happening with just that one powerful word. So while the people knew that they might have been honoring him, and, and they, I don't know that at that time they would have known that they had the power themselves to bless someone. Because historically, we've thought that you have to be ordained to bless someone, right? There's certain credentials that you have to get in order to really give a powerful blessing, right? You have to be the priest or the rabbi or the minister to do that. Not so, right? We know better that there is an equality, an equal power within us all, and an ability to bless. And thank God, because it means that if all of us are aware of that, the more we bless, the more good is multiplied, the more we raise up the consciousness of the planet, right? And it's not, 
you know, based on some kind of credentialing ordination process. In a similar way, culturally, we historically uh, thought that the father had, you know, the right to bless the eldest son for their prosperity or the daughter for the good of her marriage. And now we know that there are blessings. Parents give children blessings. Children give parents blessings. Sisters and brothers give each other blessings. Siblings and friends give each other blessings. This is an important point because it's a recognition of a power we have and a practice we have that can make a profound difference in our lives and the lives of the people around us and in the collective consciousness of the world. So that's what we're really about today in this third of the series, the blessing series that uh, Johanna Van Gelder just beautifully started us out a couple weeks ago. I hope you got to hear Johanna speak for the first time here of many yet to come. (laughs) And she's the one who actually introduced me to the book, The Gentle Art of Blessing, which I'll share a story from a little bit later. You know, in unity, we have a blessing that we use regularly, right? We bless the children. We love you. We bless you. We appreciate you. We have a lot of blessings. But that is sort of known throughout the movement. We behold the divine light within you as the unity movement blessing. It has slightly different words from ministry to ministry, but it's basically the same idea. And the idea, again, is the, the power to bless. A lot of times we hold our hands up and feel that you can feel the energy moving through. And so it's this, this um, physical as well as emotional and spiritual sending forth the blessings. What would it be like for you if you were a child growing up in unity and you got to come up on the stage every Sunday and have a bunch of adults, people you maybe never talked to before, right? Look at the shiny, the shiny face up here. It's like, oh, I got that. <laughs> I think Casey was doing that at the 930 service too. But to have all these people saying, we love you, we bless you, we appreciate you, and we behold the divine light within you. Whoa, I didn't know I had divine light, but all these adults are telling me I do. I mean, how fabulous is that, right? So when we bless, it makes a profound difference. And we'll have Zoe attest maybe later how that affected her, but I can see from her her big smile that it was a good thing. So the blessing is a gift. It's a gift of prosperity. It's a gift of grace that is both given and received, right? Always as we give, we receive, but also there is a receiver often. Sometimes it's when we least expect it that grace shows up with a blessing of some kind. Blessing is an honoring of the divine within us. It's an acknowledgement of our divine potential, Charles Fillmore defines it this way. He says, blessing imparts the quickening spiritual power that produces growth and increase. It is the power of multiplication. So it is whatever we think is good or right or praiseworthy or kind, as Paul says, think on that, bless that, and we'll have more of that. But also what Fillmore is pointing to is that blessing is an affirmation of future good. In this moment, I am blessing what it is that I want to unfold, what it is that I want to manifest, what it is that I want to experience next. So we say by our blessing, this is what I want to experience. This is what I'm envisioning, our vision for the world. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm being. This is the truth that I am that I want more of, 
so that I can express myself more fully, more joyfully, more easily, and more effortlessly. Life does get easier when we are in these states of being, when we are in a place of gratitude and blessing. So this Thursday, we have the Awakening World Prayer Service, as Don and Danae told us about earlier. And it really is an opportunity to practice blessing blessing the world in peace, blessing ourselves in peace. It's a focused experience of peace. We'll have representatives from the Ukraine, from Russia, from Iran, coming and lighting a candle for these places around the world that we want to bring peace to. We'll have a representative lighting a candle for the schools in America, for safety, for protection, for peace and nonviolence, for the, the whole society. And so it's that kind of coming together and chanting and meditating and lighting candles and praying, that's how we change the world. That's how we, people like us, bring peace to the world. I mean, there are many ways to do it, and there may be many other ways that you do it as well. But it is a huge gift that we have in the, from the very beginning of that entryway, the, the direction we chose to take, the way we chose to follow, is that Hosanna is a blessing and that I will be the blessing in the world. I will become the blessing. I will bless my body and my mind and my heart so I will be filled up with energy so that I can be the blessing in the world, so that I can have the strength and the courage and the wisdom to bless you, to speak it out loud, or maybe just even to hold it in my heart. But you know the happiness studies that they've done is that when we think of things we're grateful for, there's a level of happiness that is proven, but when we speak it, it goes up even higher. So that courage to speak out whatever it is, I mean, we even get shy, I think, about speaking good things to each other, but it is that, that courage to do so that allows the blessings to be even more so shared. So as I mentioned, this is a, um, a time of preparation, Palm Sunday. And the thing about preparation is preparation in and of itself can be a joyful thing. We often think of it as a means to an end, right? That, well, I got to get this stuff together because I'm getting ready for whatever it is that we're creating, whatever event or experience we want to have. So our focus tends to go there, and this is sort of the mundane tasks I need to do to get there. But yet it is in the preparation itself that there can be great power and blessing for us if we can sink into that present moment experience. Brenly, my wife, is a... Um, when I met her, she would, um, we lived in Missouri, and the rivers are really plentiful and beautiful in Missouri, and she had kayaks. So a regular weekend experience for her was to go on a kayak trip. And at the time, her mother lived with her, and her mother would just go, I don't get it. She'd be like, you're, you're planning all this food, and you're packing up all this camping equipment. You haul those big kayaks out and hoist them on top of your your car and strap them in. There's all this preparation. And then you go away for two nights and you come back, you have to unpack it all and put it all away. <laughs> Her mom was exhausted. <laughs> and Brenly was so energized by it. She goes, oh, mom, you don't get, get it. This is half the joy, yeah. which I feel blessed by because when we get ready for a trip, 
she is all about laying all the equipment and planning everything and packing the car, and I just get right in and go, okay, got my water bottle. <laughs> Hope you got everything. <laughs> uh, but it is about being present, isn't it, to what we're doing, to what we're getting ready for. You all know it, many of you know it, who are volunteers for our events here. You know, Danae recently led the way for our crab feed, and yeah, yeah. And John always heads up the kitchen crew, the men's group that are busy preparing, yeah. And on the day of these events, I can feel the joy. Can you? It's like we could walk in to the event, but a whole many months actually of preparation has happened. And on that day, there is like an intensified feeling of joy. And it's people putting out decorations and making food and preparing to welcome us. And it's that anticipation of the blessing that they are about to give when we arrive and the blessing that they are experiencing as they prepare the way. That's what it's about. Blessing both prepares the way and blesses us as we prepare the way. It's a profound thing. It happens in so many different directions. You know, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, but he also pointed out that every expression is worthy of blessing. Because he also said, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who are persecuted, blessed are the merciful. It's all of us blessed in, in, in our human condition and in our divine radiance. It's all of it is a blessing. All of it is a blessing. It's like, I, I know I say it a lot, but I just love this. When Maya Angelou said, you know, whatever comes your way, first response, thank you. Right? It just puts you in that state of mind. Then it's like, oh, something we might call terrible is happening, and we're in the state of thank you. Because we're meeting it, we're greeting it with strength, courage, and wisdom, with open hearts, with a willingness to just say, okay, spirit, here I am. I'm in the game. I'm here to bring blessing to the situation. I'm here to draw forth the blessing from it. I'm here to see the blessing. I'm here to speak the blessing. I'm here to raise up the consciousness with everybody else is saying, oh, how awful it is, you know? And so we say, okay, I know why I'm here. I'm not here to join that. I'm here to help infuse that and raise it up. You know, Marshall Rosenberg, the founder of nonviolent communication, sometimes called compassionate communication. Yes, yes, he's a wonderful man. He said one time he was at a party and a bunch of people were talking and it was just like he found the conversation quite draining. And he said, are you all enjoying this conversation? <laughs> Everybody was kind of taken aback, right? And, but he was pointing out the energy that was being dragged down by a collective consciousness in that group that wasn't the, the way that he knew we all want to experience. We all want to experience the kindness, the joy, the uplift, 
the aliveness, the sense of connection that when we come together isn't bogged down by negativity. And so we can turn things around. We can have the courage to speak into that and bless everybody in the process. So in this, in this day, on this time of preparation, it made me think about the grand arrival of Suzuki Roshi, who is, was a Zen teacher. And um, on the day he was headed to the meeting place at the Cambridge Buddhist Society, he arrived, but he actually arrived a day early. He had messaged them he was coming the next day, and something changed, and he showed up a day early. When he got there, they were scrubbing the place down. I mean, everything was getting scrubbed out. The walls were being scrubbed. The place was being, you know, just beautified to the nth degree as possible. And so he walks in, and he finds us, and he goes, all right. <laughs> He grabs some brushes and he starts scrubbing and he says, let's prepare for the day of my grand arrival. <laughs> because, you know, in truth, we are always preparing for our spiritual arrival. We are always in preparation for our spiritual arrival. It doesn't matter what we're doing. We could be taking out the garbage and preparing for our spiritual arrival. It's all about here and here, right? It's all about the place that we put ourselves in. And so that task can become a joyful task that, that cares for the earth and cares for our household and cares for, you know, can be everything. Bless the cleanliness, you know. Bless the sorting of the garbage of all the people who you know, do the recycling work, bless the, you know, it, bless the reusing, whatever it is, you know, there's just so much we can unpack, right? Bless all the things I used that, you know, served me in that process. So blessing sort of, once we begin it, it's like a cascade of blessings, right? It's very much like gratitude. It's just a, a it's, it's a thing that's so easy to practice once we get in the practice. And then we think of another thing. Oh, and then another thing comes and another thing comes. And it's like we're just in that buoyed state of realizing, I am so blessed. So blessed for all that I am, for all that I have, for all that I give, for all that I receive. I am joy-filled and So when we bless food, it's such a beautiful thing, right? Because I, I love the prayers that are a blessing of acknowledging everything that happened to get that meal to the table, right? Blessing the farmers, blessing the animals and the plants that gave their lives, blessing the farmers, blessing the ranchers, blessing the, the distributors, blessing the truck drivers and the grocers and the checkout person and the, the bag that you carried it home in, the car that you drove it back in and the cook that prepared it and the, the smell in the kitchen and blessing the, the people sitting at the table with you and then it's like, and blessing the beauty of it. You know, when we do all of that, it not only tastes better, it really gives us more nourishment because we are eating in a heightened state of gratitude and openness. As a friend of mine once said, you know, you can eat chocolate with guilt or you can eat it with bliss. <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> but I guarantee if you eat it with bliss, it'll be a much better thing for your body and mind and spirit, right? 
So does this mean if your roommate or your spouse isn't a great cook, or you don't like their cooking, I should say, that if you bless it, it will taste better? I think it will. Try it. <laughs> this blessing starts with our intent. It starts with how, what we intend to experience. You know, every Sunday, the facilitator says, soon in the service, you'll hear it again, uh, I invite you to prepare your offerings. I invite you to prepare your offerings. And then we go into some physical descriptions of what those offerings could be. It could be cash or check. It could be QR code, blah, blah. You can use the electronic form and, and bless that. So we start getting physically ready. Our hands start getting busy. And what really they are saying, and I think we need to maybe spell it out more in our script, I was just thinking, Don, is, is the preparation of the spiritual offering I'm about to give. I'm about to give something to say, the teachings I heard this morning help me in my life. I'm giving a blessing to say, the music I heard this morning inspired my soul. I'm giving a blessing to say, when those kids came in, I felt joy. I'm giving a blessing. I'm giving my offering to say, I want more of that. And I, because I want more of that, I want everyone to have more of that because I say it is good and whatever I say is good is praised and it's blessed and then I give an offering to it. I, I, I'm sort of moving my feet, right? It's the, it's the prayers that move their feet. <laughs> it's an opportunity to physically take something and have a ritual and say, this is infused with prosperity and love and gratitude. And as I infuse it with this and I give it, it, it infuses a whole community and all the people, if you think about all the people in this room and all the lives we are connected to. I mean, it's amazing. And those blessings ripple, ripple, ripple. Now, we're, of course, we're connected to the whole human family and all animal, you know, if you really want to go to the connection point. I, my um, Uncle Bob, he's a, a Lutheran minister, made his transition this week. He was 96. He ministered till he was 90. And his brother was a minister and his father was a minister. And um, I got a picture that I haven't been really connected to this family, and I got a picture, and it said, this is a family photo of the people who were present. There were 50 people on the photo. I knew nine of them. I've never met 41 relatives in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, so just to know, right, that we are so connected, both through our DNA, but also through our hearts, and also through our minds, and also through our experiences in life, and through our sheer humanity, and most of all, through that Christ spirit, that divine spirit that we all share, that all life shares. So many connections. So one blessing that you say, that you think, because blessings could be spoken or they could be silent, as, as we spoke of earlier. In The Gentle Art of Blessing, the, the author Pierre uh, Pratervon says that his friend wakes up earlier in the morning than his wife, and he's taken on the blessing practice in this way every day. I'll probably cry again. I cried at 9.30. I just think it's so beautiful. <laughs> so he stands at the side of the bed while his wife is still sleeping, and he blesses her. 
He blesses her so that she may be protected throughout her day. He blesses her so that she may have joy throughout her day. He blesses her in her happiness. He blesses her in her peace. He blesses her to have fun. He blesses her in her perfection, in her divinity. And then he goes about his day. I bet they have an incredible relationship. Because that's what happens. When we take on a practice like this, it says, I want more of that. And in order to experience that, I will give it, I will be it, I will become it, and I will spread it wide and far, spreading the joy. You know, during the early stages of the pandemic, we were blessing the healthcare workers and all the frontline people. We were blessing the, the grocers and the checkout people and the teachers. And collectively in our society, we suddenly had this topsy-turvy recognition that it was the people that were making minimum wage that were really serving us not the celebrities we were watching TV quite as much, you know, uh, on, or the people at the upper echelons of socioeconomic power. It was the real everyday folks we were interacting with that we could not live without. And we all knew it, right? Collectively we knew it. It was powerful. You would see banners and signs outside of hospitals and, and you know, that blessed them. There were poems and songs written to bless our frontline workers. It was, in our, it was on our lips. It was in our minds wherever we went. Thank you to the checkout person, the bagger. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for serving us to the farmers and so on. And so then it comes out of the news cycle. You know, and it kind of just slides out of our memory. And then we go about our lives again. But what if instead we said, you know what? Those people are still on the front lines. Those people are still serving the society in a way. They are essential workers. These are essential people in our lives to make our society run. And so to remember that and to bless, to continue the blessings, to not let the news, the, the cycles of whatever is newsworthy in this day or popular in this day to affect our spiritual practice waning away. But let our spiritual practice lead the way. That will change then the institutions that support the spiritual practice. That's what Charles Fillmore always said. Cast out the faith ahead because it is, is from the place of faith that, that casts the vision, and then science catches up and proves it, and then we cast it out again. It's the same with our practice. Cast out the blessing practice, be that in the world, and the rest of society will catch up. And the ways that we organize ourselves and that we serve each other will catch up. That's what it's about. So next time you start feeling like, helpless or hopeless, look here. Go look in the mirror and say, Hosanna, Hosanna. I'm heaping blessings upon the one, the divine spirit within me that has the power to bless, to transform, to heal. And it's me. We are the ones. I am the one. Today I'm going to do my part. I'm going to just send blessings everywhere I go. So let's do that work together. I want to invite you to affirm with me. 
that we can bless anyone and anything. And maybe Hosanna will be sort of our, our mantra word, our collective mantra word to, re, to remind us to come back to this throughout the week. So let's, yeah, so I see some of you have your hands out ready to send the blessing. Let's make it a, a blessing out into the world together. I bless everything and everyone, and the good increases in me, my life, and world. And so it is. Blessings to you. Mm -hmm.